Welcome back to the Ordinary Day Podcast. It's been a while, but we're back. My name is Pete, and with me is my lovely wife. I'm Diane. And uh, I guess we're going to recap a whole bunch of stuff, because it's been a few weeks. Christmas came and went, New Year's just passed, Mm -hmm. and you came back from a big, big trip to Brazil for quite a few weeks. Yes, very true. So we have a lot of things to recap. Yeah, hence the hiatus, I guess. So mm-hmm. you weren't around. I was not. Mm-hmm. And you decided not to carry on without me. No, no. <laughs> there, there wasn't really time. Actually, I, I did. I did keep myself very busy, hanging out with lots of people, doing lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it was. It went by very quickly. Actually, I was surprised. Yes. Um. How quickly three three weeks can go. I was also very busy at work. Everyone trying to get all of their projects done before end of year. Of course. Maybe they're clearing their budgets for the year. Maybe it was just uh, who knows what New Year's is going to bring. So let's just get this done, get this done, get this done. Mm-hmm. One of the neat things um, is they built a monument in Ottawa. Uh, my natural gas c- client um, that's like a sculpture. It's going to be up for the Ottawa Olympics, the 2017 Olympics or something, or is it just 2017 Ottawa? Well, it's not There's like, it's not the usual Olympics. Okay. So <laughs> I thought it was related to the Olympics, but I guess I was wrong. Is it related to the fact our country's turning 150 years old? Oh, that would make more sense. I guess that's what it's for. Then. <laughs> it's not Olympics. <laughs> I really sweat the details. Uh, so that you were involved with that project in some way? Uh, we made a plaque. Oh, okay. And a making of video. Okay. Sort of collage of the photos of it being made. Okay, cool. Yeah. What's it a monument statue of? It's really, it's like a, it's a leaf. Okay. That has lights that are lit up by natural gas flames, which is pretty scary. Okay. (laughs) Because people could technically climb onto this thing and just burn themselves if they wanted. So we'll see if this becomes a uh, an issue of safety. Um, it's quite it's quite a bit up though. Like you'd have to climb nine feet to get to it. Um, but yeah, it's like a bunch of maple leaves in a sort of Picasso style, uh, abstract. shoppy, abstracty, yeah, okay. Canadian leaf. And then on the very front, um, it's got Ottawa 2017 on it. Cool. So yeah, that's. Definitely for the 150 years then. Okay. It's just the logo looked a lot like an Olympic logo that they're using for Ottawa 2017. It's got like the five colors. It didn't have the rings, but it had the five colors. So it, was, it made me go, what? I didn't know about this, but whatever. Okay, cool. Anyway, that's that. So one of many, many projects. Yeah. And we had uh, our usual family Christmas celebrations, uh, which were a lot of fun. Yes, they were. Good food. There was Christmas charades that I think was a highlight for me. That was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. You didn't really participate in that because you were playing with the kids, but I was. it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of, that was one of the things that we were kind of teasing all throughout the year, but we finally gave that Christmas present that you and I sort of built together, mostly oh, you. Oh, yes. Um, would you like to finally reveal what it was? I made Little Big Planet Sack boy dolls i guess yeah so you knitted them i knit them yeah yep i found a pattern online um thought it would be a cool idea and kind of started working on them very leisurely in july yeah just to you know not make it too stressful yeah so i have three nieces um all variant ages but one thing they have 
in common is they just love that game. And it's not so much that they love, you know, the the platforming Mario style game of it. It's more that you can play dress up in the game. And they just spend hours just putting on different dresses and wigs and Mm -hmm. whatever on these little uh, brown dudes. And I don't know if I predicted it, but they have a lot of American Girl dolls and clothes. And I'm like, I think that they could probably put those clothes on the dolls and dress them up. And they are a little bit big, but they look really adorable. Yeah, they're pretty cute. (laughs) All shoved onto these dolls. So I think that they will thoroughly enjoy that gift. It was a pretty big hit, but I don't know. Like Christmas is a time of so many gifts, Mm -hmm. so much excitement, so much waiting that um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I mean, they didn't hate it. No. That's for sure. No, they had fun. So we'll see. They do know to be careful with them because there's only one because <laughs> it's homemade. Yeah. And we can't just go to the store and buy a replacement if you destroy it. Yeah. And my contribution is I, I did some cartoony eyes for them and they're each individual different uh, eyes based on uh, I guess their personalities. Mm-hmm. One set of eyes looks a little more sarcastic than the other. Yeah, etc. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was fun. The big reveal finally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of nights ago was New Year's Eve. We had a chill evening playing games. Mm-hmm. And here is 2017. It's here. Wild. Amazing. I... What was that game that we were playing? Do you remember what it was called? The Seven Wonders or something, Seven Worlds, Seven Wonders. Yeah, it, it was had kind of fun. Seven Wonders of the Ancient World were built into it, so it was a really fun game. It was a little bit complicated at to first. set up at, at first, first. Yeah. Um, but then we ended play ended up playing like two or three more rounds of it, and we were just like moving through those rounds. Yeah. So I think it's one of yeah. Always, I feel like when I'm confronted with a new board game, it's always like, oh man. I got to really invest in learning how to play this. And sometimes maybe there was that one game one time that really wasn't great. And yeah. I'm always like afraid that like, oh, this could like suck. I don't know. Because every Are single you thinking game. thinking one in particular? No. Oh, okay. Like maybe it happened. I don't know. Psychologically, I always feel like I'm apprehensive about learning new games. But every single one I've learned in the last little while has been awesome. It has so. been fun, yeah. It is weird, like the first time, I remember even like the first time playing, I think it was Settlers of Catan, was mm-hmm. with a group of your friends or friends of friends at oh, okay. uh, Waterloo or something. Oh, there was okay. a Settlers night, and uh-huh. yeah, the first time explaining that was like the most convoluted thing possible. Yeah. It was like, you need uh, wheat and a, or and a sheep to make a card, and the cards <laughs> can sometimes do some things over here, and then you can get extra uh-huh. points, and if you have enough of these cards, you get two points, because mm-hmm. you have a big army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds complex at first, but now, no biggie. I could play Settlers all day. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun. Um, although it becomes a very violent game, so we don't play it so much anymore. Um, but yeah, same thing happened with this one. It, it was like there were, there were cards, there were... And like three uh, decks of cards, and there were other cards. And there were resources. And there were coins. And there were wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you're building yes. statues and you're building libraries. And this is like, what is going on? But what I really liked about this game is that it was very hard to pick up how you could win like instantly. Yeah. Like there was the one thing that you can do to win the game every single time. Yeah. Didn't feel like that was a thing because you also like you got different playing cards and you started off with a different board so i felt like it was 
kind of just more fun about like playing the game and seeing what you wanted to do for this particular round. And then at the end, you counted up everyone's point total that could be anywhere between 43 and 74. And who knows what number you ended up with. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was fun. I really liked it. It's true. Um, I felt bad because I think I won all three rounds. Yes. Um, and I really was not trying in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would do something different each time. I would yes. try a different approach, and they all seemed to work in a weird way. Yeah. Um, diversifying your way of playing, too, really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the only thing that didn't help is I never picked science. I never picked anything to do with science, yes. which you always did pick. And, yes. Uh, and I had never zero military. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this game is trying to say something. Yeah. USA. Um, all right. Uh, what else? Anything else about Christmas worth saying? I got a lot of scotch. That was cool. I think mm-hmm. people understand me. Yes, they're starting to learn you very well. Yeah. I got a lot of socks. Yeah. Which is totally fine with me. Um, and, uh, books. Yeah. Oh, we oh. had a wedding that we went to as well. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what a busy, busy time, eh? Speaking of books, our, uh, favors for attending the wedding were a set of... Uh, or a book each, yes, which was yes. awesome. With little personalized notes. Yeah. That was a nice touch. Yeah. So the wedding was great. I think I was just happy that I, all my travel arangements worked out appropriately because I landed in Toronto on the 19th and, and then you went to a wedding went on the 20th. wedding on the 20th and had a little party that night and then the actual wedding at 10 a.m. on the 21st. So yep. yeah, we were busy, but um, I think they thoroughly enjoyed their day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice to have the wedding in the morning, and then we had a nice lunch, kind of drawn out. Everyone was oh, chatting. Yeah. That was a really good lunch. It was really good food. And then we were full for the rest of the day. And everyone had kind of a, a nap, a chill out, and then we were dropped off at the chain station, and we went home. Yeah. So that was that. Yeah. It was nice mm-hmm. to go to another winter wedding. Um, mm-hmm. Not many people do that. We did that. Yes. Um, which I liked a lot, actually. So it was, it was nice to see someone else tackling the winter wedding, mm-hmm. whatever that means. <laughs> uh, it was fun. It was a little chilly for pictures, as can be expected, but no frostbite, so we're good. And it was just really, it was nice. I think we've been to a lot of weddings and they're all very different in their own way, which it's is true. kind of cool. We haven't had a single one that's exactly the same. Nope. Not even. Always different. I wouldn't even say they were even close in resembling each other. Um, so, it's true. Yeah. So it was really nice. And we got some cool books. I got the first Mindy Kaling book hmm. and you got the Tom Haverford, um, Aziz and Zari. Yeah. Who's my least favorite character on Parks and Rec. <laughs> um, and also, you don't really read books. <laughs> no, and I don't read books. Uh, yeah, over that. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, and it was, it was also, like, it was about how to online date, how to be a single guy or something. <laughs> it was called Modern Romance, and it wasn't, it wasn't really specifically for guys. It was basically just exploring how romance works today with the advent of smartphones and the internet and all that stuff. How has that changed how we found people before and how we found people now and what the complications were. And it was actually like, it was researched. He had focus groups. He went to Tokyo and Buenos Aires and France and, you know, looked up studies I talked to a lot of psychologists or sociologists that looked at these things. So it was actually really interesting. And then it had his humor injected here and there as well. So it was fun. 
yeah, it sounded like um, it, it sounded like it was a good book and very smart. Um, mm-hmm. There were some really good quotes in it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember all of them right now, but um, I enjoyed the book while you read it to me. Parts of it, yes, that, that was good. I'd be giggling and be like, "Can I just? I just need to redo this." <laughs> <laughs> and you did. So it was fun. So I think that recaps our major events of the past. Wow, month. that was pretty quick, actually. It was pretty quick for three, three, four weeks of whatever. Yeah, but although we still haven't touched on Brazil. Exactly, I was going to say seventy-five percent of that time <laughs> was me in a different country, which we haven't touched on. Yeah. So one of the things we did last episode is I think I, I called them like predictions. What do you think is going to happen mm-hmm. in Brazil? And we tackled a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote them down here. So do you want to just go through one by one so you can sort of give your points to the predictions? Or do you want to yeah. say anything else around that? I think we can start with the predictions. And then I have a couple of other like kind of points or subjects that we can tackle just more in general about what I noticed. So first of all, mm-hmm. overall... Mm-hmm. Trip to Brazil. How was it? Really awesome. Really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So you recommend it. And to refresh us, what part of Brazil were you in? Uh, so I was in the south of Brazil in a city called Crisuma. Uh, and it was a really nice spot for like a first trip to Brazil. Yeah. Uh, it was. It's not a touristy city at all. No. Uh, so it has a population of about over 200,000 people. Yeah, uh, and so you landed in a Florianopolis. Florianopolis, yes. And that is heavily built up and yeah. very touristy. Because and then drove big, like an hour away? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, yes. wow. So yeah, it's yes. really far away from even the airport. Yes, it was. Um, so you're really immersed in Brazil. Like this is a southern Brazilian city, uh, which was kind of nice. Because everything is Portuguese and there, yes, there's like McDonald's and Subway, but there's a lot of their normal chains, their food, yeah. things that they would typically have. But I almost wonder too, like, you know, how uh, someone might go to Toronto and say, this is what Canada is about. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're just seeing a part of Canada. Like it's very different in Montreal. It's very Mm -hmm. different in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. It's very different in Newfoundland and St. John's and probably even the small towns in Mm -hmm. uh, Newfoundland too. Very, very diverse. Mm -hmm. Or even some of the small towns in Ontario. You're going to get a very different uh, sense of what Canada is. So with that in mind, this is your impressions of that area of Brazil, which doesn't define all of Brazil, but No, it doesn't. And in talking with, uh, you know, my friends and people who were giving me uh, lifts here and there, uh, they would often describe Brazil as kind of it's it's one country, but it's almost like there's different countries or areas within it. Um, And they made it sound I haven't obviously been to these other regions that they were like drastically different. Um, Like I feel like Canada can have, you know, different landscapes and different people, but I don't know, maybe kind of we have like a unifying mentality. feeling or mentality, I guess. Um, and maybe the people of Brazil also have that okay. feeling as well. But just even just landscape and how people lived and who colonized which areas kind of have shaped those areas differently. Uh, so I was in the south of Brazil, uh, which has a lot of uh, German people of German and Italian descent. Right. Uh, so a lot of tall Caucasian people live there, but mm. they all speak Portuguese. Right. 
so that and so there's uh, they're also in the south, so they're closer to Uruguay and Argentina. So they have this kind of gaucho cowboy southern oh. feel to them, which is very different from other parts okay. of the country. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of that was kind of the area that I was that I was in. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first thing that we were all nervous about was the flight because we knew that yeah. was going to be a long one. Yes. Uh, multiple transfers. Yes. And you're traveling by yourself too. So that yes. was kind of creepy. I was. So I think I can say that I have more confidence going into airports. Um, I was a little bit thrown off initially because I had a flight from Toronto to Washington and then Washington to Brazil. And you actually have to go through um, regular security and checks. And then you go through custom screening for the United States because technically you land in the United States, even though you don't exit the airport, you go through like a pre-customs stage. So I was like, oh, there's extra things I have to do that I wasn't aware of. But it's very easy. Which passport do you hold? You go in this line or that line. Mm -hmm. And then you're out and you can go um, to your flight. Um, And what was nice about my booking is... Whoever did it initially, it was arranged for me. They booked everything as a package, kind of. So my bag had a tag on it, and it was, uh, at certain points of the trip, automatically transferred for me. I had one checked bag and then my backpack. Right. So that was helpful, because I didn't have to go get my bag at each point. Washington Mm -hmm. kind of ferried it off to Brazil for me. Obviously, when you enter a different country, you have to pick up your own bag because of customs in that country. Um, But at least at certain points, it was taken care of for me, so... That was helpful. Yeah. And also a little bit worrying because I was like, well, I hope it made it to the next airplane. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it did. But you were smart. You, uh, you put your, at least a change of clothes or a change yes. of underwear or something, like change a little clothes. bit of something in your travel mm-hmm. with you bag. Yeah. So at least if you lost your luggage, you're not totally screwed. Yes. It's a smart tip. Very good yeah. tip. Yeah. So, and I had like a, a bag of nuts in my backpack and my water bottle, so I wouldn't starve or... <laughs> hmm. Nuts, eh? Die of thirst. I, I was wondering if that's an allergen thing. Because they stopped serving nuts on airplanes. Yes. Um, well, no one told me anything about <laughs> it, so I just kept on walking. Sorry, nut people. Um, yes. Um, I also was a little bit... Uh, weary, we'll say, of the Sao Paulo airport because I figured as soon as I landed in Brazil, everything would be in Portuguese, mm. which is kind of what my prof alluded to. Yeah. Um, however, everything in Sao Paulo, because it's a big international airport, is in Portuguese and English. That's what I predicted it would so be. So I had no problem at that airport. The one thing I will say is it is huge. And I felt like I had to walk like... Uh, it was like a 10-minute walk from where I landed to where I then needed to end up. Hmm. Uh, so it was quite a trek to go through that uh, airport. Um, and I've found, maybe it's because I'm used to Pearson Airport, I find that some airports are have very good signs and some airports have not very good signs. Or at least I felt that way in Sao Paulo. It felt like I was walking a really long time and I actually walked past where I had to board because they were like, gates here, gates here, gates here. And then suddenly I was like, I passed my gate. How did that happen? And then I realized that there's a big area that says departures. You must go through here and then you'll get back to your gates. So I didn't, I didn't realize I had to go through these things. Um, So that happened. And when I was returning and I landed in, uh, Sao Paulo. I knew I didn't have to pick up my bag because they said right. I didn't need to. But all the signs 
for the direction that I was walking said baggage claim, pick, yeah. baggage claim and exit. And I was like, I need neither of those, no. No. <laughs> but this seems to be the only way that I can walk. So I might as well keep walking. And eventually I guess I can get back into the airport. I don't know. So I followed those signs, eventually got back to the area where I had to walk the like five kilometers. It felt like to get to my next gate. And then I was cool. Yeah. So that was interesting, but I figured that out. And the airports where, like Florianopolis was very Portuguese. There was one person that spoke some English and we managed to communicate together and get through things. So mm -hmm. that was fine. Cool. So I think overall I've learned on this trip that with hand gestures and some words <laughs> of some language, you can communicate a lot to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that more mm -hmm. later on, probably when you talk about food. Yes, um, for sure. Because you had to order your own food, mm -hmm. um, which is a good story. But let's let's move to the next point. Uh, you predicted that when you actually got there and were doing work in the lab, it would either be really laid back or incredibly uh, concentrated amount of nine to five work, which mm -hmm. was a great prediction because like that that's anything in between you're probably going to do. Yeah. So on that scale, where was it? I'd say it was kind of directly in the middle. It was a very laid back lab atmosphere, but at the same time you needed to have results out. So it was oh, okay. kind of, it was this weird feeling of, well, if you need these results so badly, why is it mandatory to take a one hour lunch break at 12 noon? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to me and the coffee break <laughs> and the coffee break at 435 like these were all things that everyone did this had to happen this was mm. something that happened it didn't seem like anyone ever skipped one of those unless well, they had like a thesis defense or right. a meeting or something in which case they probably had food there it sounds a lot like um like in our country you are you are supposed to have a lunch break yes but you can choose to not have a paid lunch break, but yes. still like your employer is supposed to offer it to you. Yes. So in this way, maybe Brazil has the lunch break and the coffee break. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just a thing in that, in that area of the Well, I feel country. like in some places you eat at your desk. Right. And this was a big like, no, everyone gets up and we go elsewhere. Oh, yeah. As a group. Go. Yes, as a group. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Is It's a very like social mm -hmm. thing, yeah. um, which is nice. Uh, but also it just, it felt like such a weird, um, kind of, it felt really weird to be like, no, we have to go have this lunch, but I also need this to be done. And yeah. I'm like, well, what do you want? One or the other? It kind of felt like to me, you get one or the other, you don't get both all the time. I don't know. That's seemed, interesting. Seemed so very interesting. you actually kind of predicted it perfectly then. I guess Because so. it was both in a way. Yeah. And I think it was, it was really interesting working for this professor down there because when he was in Canada with us for a year, he yeah. seemed very laid back. Right. And just happy to learn things and do things. And he was, you know, going on trips to Montreal and Niagara Falls because he wanted to see Canada while he was here. And in his home base, despite being very like social and everything, he was like, I need these results like mm. immediately, like yesterday. And it's like, wow, okay. okay. I didn't hear about this before. He's very stressed out a lot of the time. Huh. And it was like stressed out, but like, it was such this weird, weird thing where it was like, he was so stressed out, but also we need to go have our social time and we must do this. Stressing about social time too. But, yeah. But also like stressed and I'm, it just felt so weird. I feel like in Canada you are, you are stressed and you are stressed and 
but not stressed about leisure time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so odd to see well, him in this role and kind of be someone who's nice and laid back and wants to accommodate you, but at the same time is like, where are my results? And it's like, well, you know, this takes time and I could really, you know, work at it. And I felt like I needed to be working at it so hard sometimes, but also, no, no, we need lunch break. Did you eat lunch today? Well, yeah, someone brought me lunch. Okay, good. <laughs> Zero. Nice. Yeah. Sounds really lovely, actually. Yeah, so it was it was a really nice um, working environment. Um, it was also nice that we were often there till 7, uh, 6.30 or 7, but it was only a 15-minute drive back to my hotel where I was staying. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that I didn't have to commute for two hours during the day kind of maybe added time where I could right. then spend time to be social. That's true. Maybe. That's true. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you mentioned was the pronunciation of your name. Yes. Some people called you G instead of D. <laughs> so technically, if you present someone with the spelling of my name, yeah. it would be pronounced Gianni. Gianni. Instead of Diane. Okay. Yes. So Paulini, when she was, that's my friend's name, when she uh-huh. was there, she's like, the, her name's Diane. And a lot of people were like, no, we're going to call her Gianni. Oh. And Pauline's like, well, she's not going to answer it because that's not what her name is. <laughs> and I felt like before I got there, maybe I was being perceived as this um, really special person that had to have ha- oh, all these all accommodations. These yeah, 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 and yeah. suddenly it was almost like we're going to we're resenting her and we're very jealous that this person is coming in and suddenly oh. she's the best thing that's ever oh, no. happened to this lab. And I think, you know, um, the professor wanted to welcome me very nicely to this lab yeah um so i think he was putting a big deal into that too right and obviously you don't have to do that for me no, no. <laughs> but i mean i, I kind of get it because like from their perspective yeah. they sent out a driver to pick you up yes. from the airport yes he brought you in he set up a mm-hmm. hotel room for you mm-hmm. and someone has to pick her up every day and bring yeah. her in it's like yeah you do come across as this big shot as this big shot even yeah. though i'm not so i think some of their mentality was like, well, why do we have to treat this person this way? Like, what has she done? Da, da, da. Um, but when I actually got there, one, I think a lot of them were very shy around me because I could speak English very well and know Portuguese. Right. Uh, so they would, um, you know, say like, hello, but that's pretty much all they could manage. And they didn't really need to get my attention ever. So you could call me Diane or whatever. Gianni. Or just this... Or just call Pauline over and say, Pauline, bring your friend. And so we never had any issue with name pronunciation or spelling or whatever. It was just this person was here and they were all very nice to me. And I don't think I came off as this snob. So, (laughs) Well, one of the things you did do is you started learning Portuguese before your trip. You uh, downloaded the app. uh, Duolingo. Duolingo, which Mm -hmm. is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's free. Yes. I'd say the instruction methods seem to be pretty good and they're sticking with you. Mm-hmm. So you made a effort to to speak, learn words. To, to learn Portuguese and speak to the people in the lab. I mean yeah. just general sentences. Yes. And from what you were telling me, they got really excited every time you spoke yeah. a word in Portuguese is like they started like celebrating. Yes. It was very say a word. it was really exciting. Um everyone should learn a language this way because it's very motivational. Um, I would pick up, you know, words here and there. Um, numbers I felt would be important when I was, you know, explaining numbers to people 
or, you know, foods or even just learning words. And I'm like, let me just learn a word to be able to say what I mean. And literally it was cheers. It was like eruptions of cheers when um, Pauline had this dessert. And she's like, there's one left if you want to go up to the counter and get it. I'm like, sure, just what is it called? So I don't just have to point at it randomly. Mm-hmm. And she's like, kaiju. So I went up and I didn't even make a sentence. I just said, kaiju, <laughs> please. And they were like, oh, and it was like this big clapping and cheering. And Confetti my, fell yes. from the ceiling. <laughs> and my prof came back and he's like, well, what'd you say? And I'm like, kaiju. And he's like, like a sentence? I'm like, no, just the word. I don't. I think it also maybe because they had a postdoc there for two years and he spoke zero Portuguese. Yeah, no effort. Like, I think he was a little bit uncertain about having the right like accent or saying the words properly, but I don't know how he like functioned. Yeah. Being unable to speak a sentence to the lab for two years. That seems odd to me. So that or he knows perfect okay. Portuguese and uses it when he like buys food and does all the stuff on yes. his own. But then he comes to the lab. He's like, I just want to be left alone. Uh, no mm-hmm. speak a Portuguese. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so I think that's why they were so excited about these things. But it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just fun. So that was just really nice. And I think, yeah, I think overall I left a, a fair impression. Excellent. And was nice. So I need to ask you. Um, about these Portuguese soap operas. I think that was in an older episode. You mentioned that they Probably. shut down stuff because of the Portuguese. Or they like rearranged the Olympic viewing around oh, the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. This is our Olympics episode. <laughs> I don't so, know if that's true, but... <laughs> yeah, now you got a first-hand experience. Like, did you see any of these soap operas? Did you get to watch some of it? Was it compelling? I saw them. I thought More that... More than one? Um, well, they'd be on TVs like around if like a, there was a TV in a cafeteria, it would okay. be playing because they play like around dinner time and nighttime. Um, and I saw them on TV. I thought that I would be okay just turning on the TV and not being able to understand a word and just kind of enjoy that. But I really did not because then you're just watching something and you have no idea what's going on. Right. And you're like, I don't, I don't really like this. I even watched um, a movie that I do know well and I've seen a couple of times. And it was in Portuguese. And Which thought, one? Uh, Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, maybe I'll enjoy this. You still don't get as much out of it because oh, really? you can't understand Even what they're saying. Even if you know saying. all the words? Well. I guess I wouldn't, it would be better if it was like Finding Dory or Finding Nemo. Maybe. But still, like there's still this like language barrier a bit, I guess. Um, so I ended up not watching very much TV. And the only English channel was CNN. Oh, boy. And there's only so much American CNN that you can watch before you're like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, ugh, I don't like this. Uh, so I watched very little soap operas or movies or TV in general while I was there. Um, you did get connected to Netflix, though. Which was interesting Mm -hmm. because they had a different selection there because you were watching Bad Bad Moms Moms. and you were like, hey, I watched it. I was like, oh, I wanted to see that with you. Mm -hmm. And it's not available here in Canada. Mm -hmm. So it seemed you were getting a different selection, even though you're just using your iPad and the Wi-Fi in the hotel. It Mm -hmm. still knew your location and gave you a different uh, yeah. choice of movies and it had Portuguese mm-hmm. subtitles, correct? I had Portuguese subtitles, so I learned a lot of bad words. Yeah, well, from that movie, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Um, the other thing was the Wi-Fi in the hotel. I think it depended on how many people were there. It mm. could be really awful. 
Yeah. So, um, like we had one chat together, um, yeah. FaceTime that worked yeah. really well yeah, and one FaceTime chat that was awful. Yeah. At your parents' house. Yeah. Um, and I had days where I could not watch Netflix at all. And then there was one random Friday night where it worked out really well and I watched the whole movie no problem. Yeah, everyone was out partying. Well, I think it's kind of one of those hotels where people stay during the week when they're conducting business. Right. And then they're off. They're gone. And then maybe people come Saturday, Sunday and then they're gone. So Friday night was super quiet and I could watch Netflix. So really I spent a lot of my time um kind of posting pictures, updating Facebook. I kept a journal while I was there to kind That's of good write down my initial thoughts and impressions and I had um, some books to read and because it felt like such kind of like a relaxed atmosphere I felt I could come home and you know read an extra paper or um, do some extra writing sort of thing so I didn't feel like overworked or exhausted so I did some of those things while I was there too and otherwise I was getting home at like seven thirty, so I was like well I mean uh, I'll eat some food and I'll do something and then I I just want to go to bed. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, that's how I was that week too, actually. I was just working mm-hmm. so much, I would just go home and sleep. Well, and, and you uh, passed out on the subway one day too, right? Oh, yeah, while standing up. <laughs> yeah. That was quite a feat. Um, I think someone else who works with me uh, was sitting and saw me do it. I have to ask him about it if he saw it because... Yeah, I was just listening to probably a podcast or maybe a field processor mm-hmm. in my headphones. And yeah, I was just standing, waiting for my stop. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, that weird feeling you usually get when mm-hmm. your head like goes sideways yeah. and you're about to yeah. bump into someone. But imagine yeah. that while standing up and like your whole, your legs give out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like suddenly <laughs> heading to the ground. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh boy, that's embarrassing. And of course, people are looking at you. Yeah, I'm just like eh, nothing. I'm fine. This is my stop. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so this is going on pretty long. How about we okay. turn this into a two-parter? Cool. That sounds like a good um, idea. So we will do the rest of the questions in our next episode, a part two of the Brazil trip. That's exciting. I like that. Um. Yeah. So this is the end of another ordinary day podcast. Uh, if you have questions about Brazil, you can send us an email at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website because we're going to have new podcasts up, um, ordinaryday.ca. Yeah, absolutely. So next time we'll give you some more Brazil. So stay tuned, subscribe, and check her out. <laughs>